0: What's up everyone, this is Land here with another episode of Cheeseheads Weekly. It is good to be here with you all again to talk Packers football. Um, today we're going to be uh, mainly just reacting to the game. Packers did get a win in Minnesota um, against the Vikings. 33-10, to dominant performance. We're going to break it all down. We're going to talk some Jordan Love Probably going to be a shorter episode, don't have a whole lot more to talk about other than, you know, some Jordan love um, and just this Packers performance. Um, I might touch on the play at the end of the Lions-Cowboys game, uh, two-point conversion, and we'll get into that um, in a little bit Um, before we start. You can check out the Q&As and the polls on Spotify. That is only on Spotify, but uh, most of my listeners are on Spotify, and uh, they are a lot of fun just to uh, get some discussion in there. And, um, yeah, it's I really enjoy listening to those, and we are, sorry, reading them. And uh, it uh, makes for a little bit more discussion between um, other Uh, Followers of the show Speaking of follow You can uh, Follow the show On about any platform Anywhere you get your podcasts We are also on YouTube Be sure to Subscribe To the show On YouTube Uh, The only main platform We're not on Is Amazon Music Uh, But be sure to Subscribe on YouTube And you can hit the bell icon On there Or Spotify Maybe a few other places To be notified When a new episode comes out And uh, We will Um, Continue Continue to to Produce episodes And uh, hopefully get them out every week This episode is slightly later uh, Later in the day Normally I try to get it out Tuesday morning I'm recording this Tuesday evening So not as early as Sometimes But uh, hopefully uh, You can still enjoy uh, The show here And uh, I got a few fun things To talk about here be sure to tell your friends about the show. Uh, there is a link in the description of uh, every, every episode to um, send in a voice message. Um, every platform as well, except for maybe YouTube. Um, I might start putting it on there. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you can send in a voice message, question, uh, disagreement, something you want me to address, whatever it is. Um, those can be a lot of fun for sure and of course you can follow the show on instagram or um x um have a facebook page too um don't post i do not post a whole lot other than some shorts um i post the most on instagram and you can follow me there at Cheeseheads_Weekly. underscore weekly um i think i'm on x at Cheeseheads_Weekly underscore weekly as well um and you should be able to just search on Facebook and you can find me. Uh, okay. Also check out the website graycove.net/cheeseheads. We'll get into the show right away. And I think we're just gonna we're gonna start with talking some Jordan Love. Jordan Love is amazing. He was in complete control of the game from the start of the game to the end of the game. No turnover, worthy plays and uh, just the type of stuff. This guy has protected the football really well. Um, He had that really bad stretch of games. Um, Every game that he's played, you know, that has been a good game. You know, the first game and then these last few games where we've really seen the offense improved, he has not been turning the ball over at all. It has been great to see. He went 24 for 33, 256 yards, 8 touchdowns, had a rushing touchdown as well and he uh had his second best passer rating of the season of 125.3 his best since thanksgiving against the lions um yeah really great game here for jordan love and this packers offense amazingly enough the defense had a pretty good game too i'm not going to get in too much into that i will a little bit later maybe um Yeah, Jordan Love, love to see it. And uh, he has been um, unstoppable lately. Looks like a veteran quarterback, great leader, just out there balling out. And I mean, he was blitzed. Brian Flores, good DC. The Vikings defense, a good defense. And uh, they play aggressive defensively, like to bring the pressure. He was under pressure some of the time, and he did miss two touchdowns because of that. One to Bo Melton, one to Malik Heath. So close on those. Uh, If he could have made those, his day would have been absolutely incredible. Because, I mean, he was under pressure on those throws. Um, Both of them, I think. For for sure the one to Malik Heath. I'm not sure if I saw the one to Bo Melton. The one to Malik Heath. uh, Just barely overshot him, was under pressure. Uh, moving to his left I think Was kind of throwing across his body With a defender coming from that From uh, the right side Coming right at him And uh, couldn't quite make the throw But I mean that's You're seeing lots of great stuff from Love Jaden Reed had a great game as well And uh, I guess we'll get into um, Some of the, def- the defensive Performance here overall And then get into the players of the game uh, Defensively It was good, I guess. Uh, Held the Vikings to 10 points. Jaron Hall didn't explode for um, a ton of points. He actually only went 5 for 10. He only played for one half. For some reason, they benched him for Nick Mullins in the second half. Only threw 10 times. Only completed 5 of those passes. Was picked off. Packers sacked. um, Had 4 total sacks. 3 against Jaron Hall. And um, also forced a fumble. Against Sam Strick's strip sack by Preston Smith, uh, for what I could tell, the defense was playing like they meant it. They were flying around, rallying to the ball. Uh, Joe Barry dialed up some blitzes, uh, and they were getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, uh, yeah, I think in whenever you have a big situation like this, the defense comes ready and willing to play, and that's great. Uh, we haven't seen that in a lot of these last few games, and I think you get a, more of a player's coach. So, I mean, you look at Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach over there in Las Vegas. Players love him. And, and I mean, if you l- want to look at Las Vegas, uh, look last year, Rich Passaccia. If I'm not mistaken, they made the playoffs with Rich Passaccia after firing um, John Gruden, I guess it was and uh just the players loved him uh and so that's why I really liked him being hired for Green Bay but the pl- you got to have a player's coach I think at some point that's why I think Al Harris could be a good hire um for that reason but pick a coach that the players have a history that the players really like um like a Rich Pasacha type guy, and I think if you do, do it that way, you'll see a lot more energy, a lot more physicality. I mean, the Packers are without Jair Alexander, and then, like, right before the game, uh, Eric Stokes was ruled out and then placed on IR. Uh, his season likely over uh, with a hamstring injury. Again, third time now. That is a little concerning. Um, hopefully, he can take the whole offseason... Get completely healthy, uh, along with Christian Watson. They need to really deal with those hamstring issues, <laughs> those two. Uh, both, you know, long, speedy guys and uh, uh, struggling with the hamstrings. So hopefully uh, they can get that figured out. But, yeah, hamstring injuries are just really tricky things. And it's tough. just really tough to, um, to to heal up from those uh permanently and they're just always there and once you have one you have another and really easy to aggravate them that's why Christian Watson's been out for um a good many games now I'm not sure that was his third or fourth um consecutive game missed now uh don't like to see it at all (laughs) and so hopefully he can be back uh to help him help them uh you know if they get in the playoffs, maybe that's when he'll be back. We'll see. But um, I'll tell you what. There's a, a good possibility these Packers make the playoffs. They need one more defensive performance, so they make the playoffs, and then I don't care too much after that. Although, if they had a good defense, I think they could actually make a run. If they make the playoffs, they're going to Dallas, a team that Rodgers has a pretty good history in. He's beat the He's beat Dallas a good many times in the playoffs. And uh, oh, that would just be so much fun. Unfortunately, they have Ceedee Lamb, who just got done torching the Lions. Ah, uh, I'm not looking forward to that game on defense. Offensively, I mean, we got they got Mark, Michael Parsons. I mean, that's a great test. And Al Harris is one of their their defensive backs coach there. I mean, Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator, got that defense humming. They lost Trevon Diggs um at the beginning of the season and they have not missed a beat and other guys step up and they have been on fire on defense. They bring the pressure every single play, especially when you have a guy like Michael Parsons. Uh great would be a great test for Love in the offense and uh also um a great test for the defense that I think they would um they would flunk for sure. But Uh, definitely getting ahead of ourselves there. we got to play a Bears team that has been playing really well as of late. They have a good receiver of their own, DJ Moore, and he has a great connection with Justin Fields. Justin Fields, a running quarterback, has posed problems before, and, of course, you know, this is kind of the same situation um, as last year. Packers played the Lions. Lions got a chance to play. Spoiler, they did and beat the Packers. This is Jordan Love and I think that's a little bit different because I think Jordan Love is really good in the clutch and when the moment's just never too big for him. We'll see what happens. Bears defense has been playing really well lately as well, so it's really hard to tell just just what's going to happen in, in this game. But uh you never know what the defense is going to do is the main is the main thing there, but um I'm hoping we can get at least one more good defensive performance, fire Joe Barry, and move on. Uh, if we get a good defensive coordinator, we can get somewhere um, for sure. There's a lot of good talent on that side of the ball, and I feel like we're not using it correctly. I mean, there's just as much talent on the defensive side of the ball as there is on offense, if, if not more, okay? So I, we definitely need um, lots of first-round picks, lots of money spent on that side of the ball, Uh, We need to see a change on defense, and we need to see them step up. And so I'm hoping next year um, we'll finally see that. But um, I guess I will get into my players of the game. Uh, Packers um, will be going into Week 18 against the Bears. Um, They're hosting the Bears at Lambeau Field, and they do control their own destiny. Uh, Steelers were able to upset the Seahawks, uh, which helps the packers a lot and so they win they're in and they actually have two scenarios where they can lose and get in uh, we don't want to think too too closely about that um and i will check those out right now there's kind of three games um it's not totally out of the realm of possibility um, by any means but we definitely just want the win you know <laughs> A win beats anything, and uh, that's the way you really earn the playoffs. Um, So first one, uh, the Falcons and Saints play. If the Saints lose to the Falcons and the Seahawks lose to the Cardinals and the Vikings lose to the Lions, uh, Packers will be in even if they lose to the Bears. Uh, If they lose to the Bears, um, you can also have it this way. Buccaneers lose to the Panthers. Seahawks lose to the Cardinals, who, by the way, just got done upsetting the Eagles, who are a mess right now. Vikings lose to the Lions. We're also in. Uh, first option seems a lot more likely. Saints lost the Falcons, and then the other two are the same. Seahawks lose to Cardinals. Vikings lose to Lions. I think Vikings lose to Lions. Saints lost the Fa- Falcons is not out of the realm of possibility. I do. Th- the Saints are definitely favored to win uh Seahawks lose to Cardinals I mean Seahawks just got beat by the Steelers Cardinals just got done beating the Eagles uh, so you see where the momentum is uh, I'm not sure that would happen um but we'll see um we we would rather just have a win and uh that would definitely be best for my players of the game number one is Jordan Love I already talked about him he was impressive he completed over 70 percent of his passes again i believe his adjusted completion percentage was over 80 percent and uh didn't take a sack didn't have a turnover worthy play four total touchdowns uh just was was really great um he looked in control the whole time you know didn't make um you know Beat him with his mind, his arms, his legs. He, he did it all. Uh, this was a complete performance from Jordan Love. Those missed throws I mentioned, uh, you could talk about them. I mean, you never never complete, be completely perfect, um, but he was under pressure, and if he would have made those plays, that would be a play to talk about. Yeah, those would be a place to talk about. It, it would have been like a spectacular play, Mahomes-esque. Um, so um, I'm not reading into that too much at all he was impressive the whole other time when you score 33 points and just completely dominate a really good defense Uh, i don't think those two plays matter too much (laughs) so um number two let's go with Jaden reed he did leave with a chest injury his first half was amazing six passes for 89 yards two scores on just 15 routes run um just um first touchdown just beat beat a disguise cover two, look up the seam and love just placed it in there perfectly you know uh yeah jaden reed put on the speed and uh he was gone uh, on the second he just was after, run after the catch just a routine catch right over the middle and ended up being a 25 yard score he broke a tackle um Put on, turned on the speed to the five. Got hit at the five, and then just, just uh, carried bodies with him into the end zone. That guy is as tough as they come, and he was playing injured. He left with an injury chest again that he's been struggling with all season. We'll see if he plays next week. My guess is he will. You know, it's a big game. Uh, Jaden Reed's a tough guy, and um, also it's just, I'm not sure. Uh, i My guess is if it was, uh, if they needed him back in this game, Jaden Reed would be really pushing to get back on the field. So, <laughs> we'll see. Um, I I really don't know the extent of the injury. That's just my guess. And hopefully, we can see Jaden Reed back, uh, for week 18. But I tell you what, we got some tough players. Um, you know, Luke Musgrave played a whole game through a lacerated kidney, and uh, it's possible we'll have him back for week 18 too. I'm sure he wants to, uh, so we'll see what happens. Number three, uh, this this wide receiver uh, is was the became the Packers' first 100-yard receiver this season. Bet you couldn't guess who it is. It's practice squad call-up Bo Melton. Uh, he play he was on the practice squad most of the year. Last two games, he's been elevated. Played well last game. I mentioned him as an under the radar player of the game this game he broke out he uh, uh hold on i will just read the box score stats here for him he had six receptions on nine targets for 105 yards and the touchdown could have had another touchdown uh, like we mentioned first career touchdown uh 100 yard game uh just really a great performance by Bo mountain he was consistently open um bikings just dropped him in coverage a few times and he, he uh he made the most of it for sure and uh beat a blitz um 25 year uh had on, on the 28 yard catch just crossed the field wide open um Jordan Love was able to backpedal by enough time and hit him uh, as he was getting hit. Uh, four of his catches converted third downs. Five created first downs or touchdowns. And he sealed the game with a nine-yard touchdown late in the third quarter. And then he had a 37-yarder on the final series. Uh, that pass was caught from Sean Clifford, who was able to play um, just a little bit there to close out the game because the Packers blew them out. And you love to see that. Got to see a little Sean Clifford action. Um the only problem with with him, he did drop a pass on a sliding attempt on fourth down. Um, the ball wasn't perfect, but um, definitely catchable, and uh, yeah, he'll learn from that and be great. They did sign him to the active roster um, after putting Eric Stokes on IR, or maybe that wasn't quite the move. That Maybe that wasn't the corresponding move with the IR. I'm not sure. They did add him to um, the active roster i will see if i can find that oh they p- they put uh, wide receiver samori to ray that's a little bit of news i could mention on ir and put bow mountain to the 53-man roster after that move um so i'm not sure what happened to ray um, an injury we don't really know about and potentially not really that serious But, um, you know, clearing a roster spot. Toure has not had quite the impact that we maybe thought he would have after training camp and preseason. And uh, Bo Melton has been coming on uh, very fast, and he's been on fire lately. So it should be fun. Lots of exciting players again. I will mention real quick, Romeo Dobbs, um, not as a player of the game. Uh, We'll get to the defense here in a second. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, I he was just missed uh, diving. It would have been a sensational catch, and Romeo Dobbs is known for those at this point uh, on a deep throw. Love put it about where it had to be. Maybe he could have um, could have not quite put it quite that far out there, but the coverage was pretty tight, and so he he put it out there where Dobbs could get it. Dobbs not quite able to make the catch. Uh, would have been a very tough catch and spectacular if he made it uh Dobbs I've been a little bit underwhelmed by him maybe it's because the defense are key is keying in a little bit more on him but um he's been really great making tough physical catches but feel I feel like he hasn't been separating um as easily as you know like a Dontavian Wicks or Jaden Reed now it could be yeah again the defense uh covering him more but I'd love to see him kind of break out and have a really big game because I He's been a little bit underwhelming for me. I expected a little bit more from him, you know, uh, in his second year. He seems like kind of the leader, the veteran veteran of the, of the room there, wide receiver room, and that's great. I'd like to see him, you know, have a really actual, um, true breakout performance here, and I uh, just haven't quite seen that yet. Uh, Would have liked to see him with a 100-yard game at some point this year. And I think he was like two for sixteen in this one, which he's been he's not been really doing anything wrong. No, he was three for twenty-eight. But and I mean he's had key receptions, he's been good great in the red zone, kind of a go to target for love in the red zone. But their connection over training camp preseason made me think that it was gonna be pretty big during the regular season. Haven't quite seen that. Um would love to see that. In other news, Jaden Reed did break uh, the the reception the franchise record um, for most receptions in a single season by a rookie wide receiver um, he beat Sterling Sharp and now he is one of three um, shoot I do not even remember the one the one player's name so I won't even mention that he's one of three Packers um, rookie wide receivers to have over Ten, or no, one of two Packers rookie players. I believe it was because I just remembered the other name, Eddie Lacy, and Billy Houghton were the other two. Billy Houghton from, uh, like the Bart Starr era, like a long time ago. Um, and uh, to have over uh, ten touchdowns, ten or more touchdowns in a season, I believe as a rookie. I think that's what that is. I think it would have to be because otherwise we'd have a lot more names in that list. Um, Yeah, Jaden Reed, he's he's the real deal. And uh, really excited for him moving forward as well. Uh, We will get to the defense now. Um, I did click away from the page I was looking at with some some options. uh, On defense, number one is... You know what? I'm going to give you an honorary mention again on offense. Running back Aaron Jones, I didn't even talk about him yet. Again, had his second consecutive uh, 100-yard game. This is what this guy can do when he's healthy. Again, 6.0 average per carry, 20 carries, 120 yards. Uh, Produced big explosive runs consistently. Big Another big-time performance from Aaron Jones. This guy is the real deal, and... <laughs> I'd say if he's around next year, he wants to come back, um, you know, I'd say you bring him back, I'd say, yeah, I'd say you bring Aaron Jones back, I realize he's been injured lately, he's getting older, when he's healthy, he has not lost a step, and, um, and he's just a great leader, great off the field, I think you take the risk, and, um, even if it's not, even if he's injured all next year or something, um it doesn't bother me because he's such a great guy and uh, really uh, excited to see what he can do here against the Bears. Uh, number one on defense is outside linebacker Preston Smith. He made two impact plays. He had a pressure of Jaron Hall on the Vikings' first third down, forced a bad throw and a punt. Later, he stripped Sacked Hall and set up the Packers' touchdown before the half. Uh, both times, He beat Christian Darasol, who is a really good left tackle there for the Vikings. Great performance by Preston Smith, and he was on the list uh, in the last game, too. He has just been quietly doing his thing and making big plays here for this defense. Hopefully he can keep it up against the Bears. Um, And Packers definitely need to contain Justin Fields, keep him from running wild like DeVito did. Um, Number two, I'm going to put Corey Ballantyne on this list he had an interception that happened to be tipped and was able to grab his first career interception but he did not allow a single catch and uh, he challenged the receivers he was aggressive and he had two forced incompletions uh, one was on a deep shot to Justin Jefferson he locked down Justin Jefferson, Um, let me just look and see if I can find the stats. I think I had seen something about him later, or, sorry, later, earlier. Um, Okay, he actually did allow three receptions for 33 yards, um, and he was targeted nine times. So he was targeted heavily. They tried to pick on him. He only allowed three receptions for 33 yards. My mistake there. Um, But three of the nine targets um, were with him covering Justin Jefferson. Didn't allow a reception on those. That was the stats I was seeing, just the stats against Justin Jefferson. And uh, zero catches allowed against Justin Jefferson. He locked him down. There we go. We got our new Jair Alexander. Uh, We'll see how Jair Alexander takes the suspension. I hope he's back, fired up, ready uh, to, to... take this team to the playoffs but uh we'll see what happens uh with that situation as well number three you know what i'm gonna put Keyshawn nixon on here because i love the way the guy bounced back he was picked on a lot he has been a a lot the last few games actually on defense but he got a sack on a blitz and uh produced two key tackles on third down and uh cleaned up For Quay Walker on one of those And uh, Yeah Almost intercepted a pass on 4th down as well Late in the game Had 11 tackles And 5 stops that led the defense Uh, So Keyshawn Nixon was flying around Making plays and that's what I'm talking about That attitude, that energy um, Just bringing that every game And that's what we need to see from the defense So there you go, Keyshawn Nixon Setting the tone There, keep it up Keyshawn Nixon. Um, that will pretty much end um my Packers talk. I'll talk real quick. Uh, End of the game. Uh, you know it's crunch time. Lions, um, led a touchdown to the Cowboys. Um, Pretty good performance overall. They go down the field to get their own touchdown. They're one point behind. It's 2019. Uh the Lions, you know, Dan Campbell. Uh he planned this all game long in case they got in this situation. They're gonna go for two and just win this thing. They go for two. First play. They uh which you only get one play on two point conversions, by the way. Um they they line up and uh they they convert to an offensive lineman. Taylor Decker is able to get the call uh <laughs> get the call the house call if you want to call it that yeah see i'm i'm already mixing everything up um we're talking about a bad call by referee brad allen um what that play was called back it looked like the lions won they were going nuts they apparently did not win or at least brad allen didn't think so through the flag um said there was uh an eligible man downfield, um, referring to Decker, of course, who is an offensive lineman. So apparently when you come into the game, you have to report as eligible. What happened is I guess the wrong man, um, or at least the ref, um, had the wrong man, um, said the wrong man uh, reported as eligible. I think he said number 70 reported as eligible. Taylor Decker is number 68. I hope I'm, I'm interpreting this correctly. From what I've listened, I listened to a few things. I don't know. I'm not a rules analyst. I don't know <laughs> the rules amazingly well, um, but apparently three guys kind of went over to the rest because you want to fake them out. You know, the defense can see who's re- reporting, and Lions have been known uh, to to uh, produce some some mischief here um, at this point of the game when they're getting aggressive uh so they and i mean they had already converted a fake punt earlier in this game too (laughs) but yeah i did watch this game and uh quite the interesting one and apparently the three guys went over there the refs got a little confused something i don't know and dan campbell had had talked to them before the game, explaining the situation in case they got into the, in, into the situation. So they should have just referred back to that information. Okay, this is what they're doing. Yeah, we got it. It looked... Um, apparently, Decker thought he had reported as eligible, whatever. Officials blew the call. That That's the main thing. Completely blew it. Um, at the time, it looked like maybe a player's mistake. It looks like it's the official's mistake. Um, pretty much the video evidence shows it. Everywhere I've heard, there's really no dispute. It is the official's mistake. And, uh, wow. Completely changing the outcome of the game because of that mistake. Now, Dan Campbell could have still taken this game to overtime. That penalty put him back to the 7. He still wanted to go for 2. Which is just nuts if you ask me. Um, at the time watching the game, I was like, what are you doing? And, um, then... They get an offside penalty. That moves them up to the 3.5-yard line. They're still going for it. I was still saying kick the extra point. I don't know why you're going for it. And Jared Goff um, under pressure. Try to swing it out to their backup tight end, James Mitchell. The throw is low. If he put it on him, he had a chance to get in. Um, Could have got real close. Probably would have been hit at the goal line. And It's about you know whether you can push the pile and get in um, either way, they should have got it, should have won the game, uh, Dan Campbell was livid after the play, kept insisting that it was the official's fault after, and it certainly looks like it was, uh, not a great look for the NFL, or the referees who've been, uh, who've been, you know, under fire this whole year, um, so, th- this one's actually a clear miss call, I don't, need to blame the refs for every single controversial call um, like some people do that could or could not have in- impacted the game you know we talked about the one in the Super Bowl last year Um but this one clear missed call can't happen and uh, hopefully it won't happen anymore but uh, not a great look for the NFL for sure all right that concludes the episode uh, but I do have a quick announcement to make. Um, Episode 50 is coming up next week. I'm planning to start video podcasting then. It'll be my first major video podcast. Um, I did test one out earlier. That was not really good. And so we're going for... um, trying. Hopefully going to do this and keep doing it. If it ends up taking up too much of my time you know, to set up the camera or whatever, um, we're gonna, we'll stop doing it and just do the audio, but don't worry, the show's not gonna stop, and it's just video, I'm not sure, for me, I don't really care a lot, I just listen to the podcast, <laughs> because I normally like to listen while I'm doing something else, um, so if you like to watch it, I mean, some people do, and that's, that's cool, um, I don't, I try not to waste too much time when I'm listening to the podcast, you know, I try to um, fit it in while I'm doing something else, so I'm still being productive. Either way, that that does not matter. (laughs) I shouldn't even be saying that, because now I'm I'm supposed to be uh, promoting my podcast, and that's not really helping, but, so YouTube, hopefully we're getting video. That was kind of the goal when I put it on YouTube, to eventually do video. We'll see how it works. Hopefully I can keep doing it every week, uh, video, Maybe there'll be an audio one mixed in if I'm pressed for time and I just want to get one done. We'll see how it works out. Uh, But episode 50, it's going to be a big one. I'm going to make it a fun show, and I'm going to uh, give you my top five Packers players. Um, Top five favorite Packers players. So it's not just any top five. And it's definitely not just about performance. Uh, It's just about players I really like on the team. And um, feel free to uh, give me suggestions if you want to. And I'll definitely probably put a Q and a or a poll or something. I'm asking you what your favorite, who your favorite Packers players are. And I would certainly like to uh, see that, see some feedback on that. But yeah, and I will also, it'll be after week 18... I will react to the Packers making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. Hopefully it's making the playoffs. You know, that'll make the show a lot better uh, for for an episode 50 like that. And I will give my Super Bowl prediction. I did make one like week three right at the beginning of the season. That one is not looking great. And I would like to make another one before the start of the playoffs. Um, So we'll see how that goes. And maybe one of those will become true. I don't actually remember. I think I said 49ers and Dolphins uh, maybe in the Super Bowl uh, the first time. 49ers maybe. Dolphins just cannot win the big game. They've shown it time and time again. Just got done losing to the Bills, was it? Except they're playing the Bills this week, so I don't think it's the Bills. Someone just got done putting up 56 points against them. And for some reason, I can't remember who it is. At any rate... Um, Episode 50 coming up Don't miss it It's going to be a fun one And um, Probably not going to get a guest on the show But um, we'll see It's possible um, Because you know I can do video For when we get guests on the show too um, If that is um, What we want to do But uh, that will be It for today's episode um, A little shorter than last week For sure And uh, be sure to tell your friends about the show because you know episode fifty is coming up. You want you don't want people to miss that. And um, rate the show, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That would be amazing. But that is it for today's episode. Check out the Q and A and pull in the description. Send in a voice message, and I will talk to you later. Go pack, go.